In this statement, I am the bread of life. There's some wonderful truth to grab hold of for each of us. As if the miracle of the previous day with the feeding of the 5,000 was not enough, the crowds ask how they can know Jesus has come from God. What sign will there be? And Jesus refers back to the tangible evidence of God providing for his people the special bread in the desert that verse 30 talks about. The special bread that was provided for the people that he made a covenant with, one of those themes that we've looked at together for the people he's rescued. Anyone tell me what this bread was called? You can look at verse 31. What was this bread called? Ben? Thank you, Ben. It was called manna. Jesus picks up on this story as he points to the fact that it was God, not Moses, who provided this special bread in their moment of need and how God saved and provided for his people in the desert and is doing so again in Jesus. In verse 33, where Jesus claims the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. He's pointing to himself. They respond by asking for this bread. And it's unclear whether they were literally just hungry and wanted some more, or whether in a deeper way, whether they were getting it. It's at this point that Jesus says, I am the bread of life, verse 35. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty again. In saying, I am, Jesus is borrowing from God's own title for himself that he used in Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, when he appears to Moses. And Moses is asking, well, who, who shall I say appeared to me? Who shall I say sent me? And God says, I am who I am. In essence, in using this phrase, Jesus is claiming to be God. I can picture the crowd drawing a breath. <gasps> As Jesus said this, the kind of gasp you might hear when you hear your teacher swearing or a guest saying something entirely inappropriate. Jesus uses this phrase several other times. In fact, in John's gospel, seven times, he has these I am statements that helps reveal more about who he is and what he claimed to do. The saying, I am the bread of life, implies the fundamental elementary role that Jesus came to fulfill in relation to the yearning of our human heart, i.e. that we are hungry and Jesus is the one who satisfies. Jesus is, of course, speaking using a metaphor, as he often did, to speak about great spiritual hunger that we all have, hunger to be spiritually alive, hunger to connect with someone that we can't see but know deep down is there and is true. Bread then as now, in many developing countries, was the primary source of nourishment and something that pretty much everyone had. And Jesus claims to be the primary source of spiritual nourishment, not just for the elite, those that can afford fancy food, but those, wherever they are, that can have the global food of bread. Jesus came to feed those who are spiritually hungry. Jesus points out a key difference between physical bread and himself. As the Israelites themselves experienced after manna, they would get hungry again. And after my food, after my Sunday lunch, I get hungry again, often by about three or four o'clock. One portion of manna, though, would not 
prevent the Israelites from not only getting hungry again, but from dying. But Jesus said, whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty again. This bread satisfies long term. We can try all sorts of food to satisfy us. I thought it might be fun to have a quick uh, what do you prefer uh, game out of these bread options. We've got some good bread options later. Okay, I, want, I, I finger one for option one, I finger two for option two. Uh, pizza. Would you prefer a sourdough pizza or a thin crust pizza? Sourdough or thin crust? Okay. It's quite even, actually, that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, simple one. Uh, do you go for white bread or brown bread? I'm going to go for what you prefer, because some might take the healthy choice. What would you actually prefer? White bread or brown bread? Okay. Someone trying to go for best of both over there. <laughs> okay. This is one I came across the other day. You've got some breadsticks. Uh, would you rather have it with hummus or Nutella? <laughs> Not many else going for Nutella. No. <laughs> I'm a Nutella on that one. I tried it the other day. It was great. And finally, you've got some soup. Uh, would you like a hot roll out the oven, number one, or a French stick, number two? Hot roll, French stick. Okay. Okay, thank you. Well, all these options are, are great options. And they might satisfy in the moment, maybe for a few hours, but they won't satisfy ongoing like Jesus will. We can try and find satisfaction in all sorts of places, in sport, in popularity, in work, social media interaction, the approval of other people, academic achievement, to name a few. But only Jesus Christ can truly satisfy what we long for. Let me point out three things about Jesus as the bread of life really clearly for us as we think about what he said here. The first is this. This bread is for anyone. Jesus makes it clear that he came for everyone and for anyone. In verse 50, but here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. There were no qualifications to come into this meal. There were no qualifications to coming to Jesus. There is a cost, and it's important to outline that, there is a cost to being a follower of Jesus. But there were not qualifications. There were not barriers. There were not people that Jesus left out of this invitation. In verse 51, he says, whoever eats this bread will live forever. The invitation to come to Jesus as the bread of life, the one who provides all that we need, truth, truth, and grace, and forgiveness, and healing is for everyone and anyone. We can all find what we need, what our hearts long for in Jesus. And let me add, in Jesus alone. At the start of this conversation with the disciples, he has warned them to not work for the food that spoils, the food that goes off. A reminder for us to not go looking for satisfaction in the wrong places. Jesus continues in verse 51, this bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And Jesus would go on to lay his life down on the cross and rise again so that he will provide all that we need. We can accept this I am the bread of life saying by doing what Jesus called the work of God in verse 29. He said, 
The work of God is believing in the one that he has sent. Belief being an active trust, not a passive acknowledgement. Now, I could acknowledge that a bungee jump is real and that it works. But if I'm honest, I haven't done one yet. This was an active kind of faith, a trusting kind of faith and belief that Jesus was talking about. And it was for anyone, anyone who was willing to come to Jesus, the bread of life, and trust in him. So the first thing is that this bread is for anyone. The second thing is that this bread is for now. Jesus is the one who satisfies now, who provides what we need now. We can come to him and put our trust in him today. We can feast on him spiritually today. In verse 47, Jesus says, very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. Believes here means to continue to believe with trust. And it's interesting to note that after this teaching, if you continue reading through the chapter in verse 66, it tells us many of the disciples turned back and no longer followed him. So those who've been believers here for some time, the invitation again today is to continue to believe, to continue to trust, to not to return to the food that spoils but to believe in Jesus and to come to him as the bread of life. When I say that phrase, food that spoils, I wonder what comes to mind to allow the Holy Spirit to challenge us again to maybe the unhelpful places we're going to to find our satisfaction, to find our fulfillment. When we place our trust in Jesus, we can have eternal life now, enjoying friendship with God now. Eternal life is not just something we wait for, but it's something that we can begin enjoying today when we put our trust in Jesus as the bread of life. So the second thing, this bread is for now. And thirdly, this bread lasts. The manna in the desert that was provided for the Israelites when they had no other food, there was no other source, was good. But it was temporary. And it was physical. And it didn't prevent the Israelites from needing more and from dying. Jesus, as bread of life, is the spiritual bread from heaven that satisfies completely and leads to eternal life. There's a reassurance in what Jesus says in verse 39, where he says, I shall lose none of all those he's given me, but raise them up at the last day. Jesus stays faithful to those who trust in him and promises to raise us up on the last day. What we're talking about here is what we coined with our young people on a Sunday morning, the session completion. The fact that Jesus promises to come again, that there will be a judgment day, that there will be a day when all things are made new. This week, gone and week ahead, COP27 has been and is taking place in Egypt. It's right and important that we as Christians take seriously the call to care for and steward this beautiful planet. In fact, in our weekly news, you might want to read some tips that Colin Clark's included in that this week to help us think about how we do that. The situation is vitally important, but we do come at it from a different perspective to others that don't have a faith in God around us. Firstly, because God made it and he's tasked us to take care of it. And secondly, 
because Jesus is the one who is in charge and who promises to come again. He promises to make all things new. We have these bookends of God beginning all things and Jesus promising to come again to restore all things. Jesus reiterates in verse 40, (coughs) For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. The bread of life that Jesus offers lasts beyond this fragile life that we have, and even beyond any climate catastrophe. This bread will last. Jesus, as bread of life, came for everyone, each and every one of us. He alone provides the sustenance and goodness that we need. We can put our trust in Jesus today. We can do that again, knowing that we can enjoy knowing him now. This bread is what we need now, and that this bread lasts. Knowing that one day Jesus will come again. He will raise those who have trusted in him to life everlasting with him. If the band want to come and join me. The question then is, as Jesus, who claims to be the bread of life, who is the bread of life, let me invite you. Do you want to feed on him again today? Do you want to put your trust in him again today? I'm going to say a prayer and the band are going to lead us in some worship again. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you are what we need. You are the bread of life. Thank you that you came for each and every one of us. Thank you that you are what we need now and you are what we need for eternity. We thank you that you came and laid your life down on a cross for us and rose again. Thank you that you promised that all those that trust in you will rise with you. And in this moment again, we say, Jesus, that we trust you, that we need you that we come to you as the only one that can satisfy. We come to you for forgiveness. We come to you for guidance. We come to you as Lord and Saviour. We say we actively believe and trust in you. And we choose now together to worship you. In Jesus' name, amen.